Welcome back to Tip Today. It's time to talk farming now. And Katrina Morris, the editor of the Farmers Journal, joins me now. Katrina, good morning. Happy New Year to you. Are you there, Katrina? Well, she's on the line. I don't know why she... Apologies, Alison. Can you hear me I can. How are you, Katrina? Happy New Year to you. Sorry for that glitch. That's okay. No hassle at all. We're going to start this morning with some breaking news and great news for beef farmers after the Minister for Agriculture announces the resumption of beef exports to China. That's right, yeah. There's no Irish beef gone to China for about two and a half years at this stage. Um, The Chinese authorities closed the market to Irish beef following a case of BSE here in Ireland. That was a single case of BSE, what's what's known as atypical BSE. It actually was uh, reported in Tipperary. Um, And it didn't enter the food chain, had no risk to human health, but nonetheless, the Chinese authorities are extremely strict on the countries that it will take beef from. And one of their um, criteria that they're exceptionally strict on is BSE. So as soon as Ireland had this case, it triggered a shutdown of the market to China. Ireland has been trying to reopen that market, I suppose, and negotiating with the powers that be in China for the last two and a half years. And just this morning, good news from the minister that that will now happen. That's great. And I suppose it it rises our reputation even further now again, doesn't it? It does. I mean, China's a huge market, I suppose, for both beef and dairy pre this suspension. Um, Borbia would put it as potential to take 30,000 tonnes of Irish beef every year. That would be a multiple of what we were sending in before the market closed, which was, you know, kind of between five and 6,000 tonnes. But the fact that China will accept your beef, it, you know, they set some of the highest standards in the world for the countries that they will take beef from. So the fact that we're back in there is very, very good news for the industry, the country, and individual farmers supplying beef to factories. Absolutely. Would it be good news for prices for beef then as well for farmers? Look, the more markets you have, the more buyers you have, you know, that would always augur well for beef. So we would hope so, yeah. Good. Um, Another story that's in the uh, Farmers Journal this week and Big Brother are certainly going to be watching now with the news that EU satellites will be inspecting farms in Ireland every five days this year. That's right. So this is a change. Um, Up until now, there have been an element of satellite inspections for Irish farms, but this is a a very significant ramping up of that. There are four satellites out there in the ether um, orbiting the Earth, and they are now going to be used to inspect every single Irish farm every five days this year. So up until now, there would have been about 5% of Irish farmers selected randomly for inspection every year either on-the-spot inspections or satellite inspections. Under this new ramped-up system, everybody's farm will be monitored practically all the time. Every five days is practically all the time. Wow, that's incredible. Also, um, fears for this year then, farmers bracing themselves for a fall in income. Why is that? Yeah, I suppose this is a a survey we did of um, 1,900 farmers. They're all... um, broken down into sector and it's just we asked them I suppose what were they feeling for 2023 both in terms of their own individual farms the sector that they're in and agriculture in general and what we found was that you know there's a quarter of them very concerned about farm profitability uh the most concerned would be sheep farmers. Dairy farmers are very much expecting their income to fall. That's not necessarily a surprise because their incomes have been very very high in the last year. So Dairy farmers, while they are 
concerned about the fall, I suppose overall they're not that pessimistic in comparison to, for example, sheep farmers who expect their income to fall and are far more pessimistic about it because they have a lower income to start with. Mm. Uh, lots and lots from that survey actually um, all across page 6 and 7 of this week's paper loads of um, different questions asked of farmers Yeah and very detailed a great account on that as well Now I know Sinn Féin would be hoping to do well at the next election and um, polls would suggest that they will do well but according to your own poll they won't do so well with farmers Why is that? Yeah, that's right. So this is, again, part of our survey and we have consistently asked the same questions so we can compare, I suppose, survey on survey at this stage. Fine Gael is leading the pack and that would be a 37% support um, and there's very, very steady, uh, a slight increase in this one. Um, Fianna Fáil then next on 20, 20, sorry, 23% and that's unchanged. But uh, Sinn Féin, while they rose in the survey last June to 16%, they've dropped again to 12%, 13% in the last one. So farmers just not as maybe um, pro Sinn Féin as what the general population seems to be because you know those national surveys do show that Sinn Féin is, is riding the crest of a wave at the moment. Is there a reason why you think farmers wouldn't be so keen to vote Sinn Féin? Um, well, it depends on the farmer, actually, because we found that their support, obviously, in, in Ulster would be higher and among sheep farmers. And Mary Lou MacDonald, when she addressed the IACMSA conference there in Limerick a couple of weeks ago, kind of acknowledged that they are better regarded among the smaller, lower-income um farmers mm. than they would be, for example, in the Tipperary, you know, kind of dairy farmer population. Um, I think farmers know that the main parties understand agriculture um, and I suppose they might be a little bit wary of what Sinn Féin would do, particularly on what Sinn Féin might class as wealth taxes, such as land transfers, farm transfers. That's very important to farmers passing on their farm. So when Sinn Féin talks about, you know, taxing the wealthy, will farmers with their asset-rich position be included in that net? I think that might be some of the caution from farmers. And Katrina, the big news story in farming and uh, across news nationally this week is, of course, more dog attacks and that recent sheep kill in Lura. There's a great piece in today's uh, Farmers Journal, page 27, about what to do uh, in the event of a sheep attack. But given the time of year, we're just heading into lambing season. It's certainly a concern. Oh, it's a huge concern. And we've seen some really shocking attacks in the last couple of weeks. We saw one um, in Moneygall on the Tipperary Offaly border. And then in the last 10 days, that terrible attack up in Nina, where a farmer has lost over 70 sheep. Um, and just some terrible, terrible damage done to sheep. And in some cases, they weren't killed. They had to be put down because they mm. were so badly injured. Um, so we have step-by-step advice. Um, it's based on the IFA protocol for what a farmer can do in terms of, you know, what can he do as regards he or she? What can they do if they see a dog attacking? Are they legally entitled to shoot that dog? The answer to that is yes, as long as they abide by the law and as specific law and we have it in the paper today about the control of dogs act as long as you abide by those specific steps you would be okay to um to shoot the dog obviously the preference is not to have these dogs running around attacking sheep at all mm. so you know the the number one appeal would be for all dog owners to make sure they know where their dog is and that it is under control at all times. And the big problem, of course, is like we spoke to our vet Marais, a lot of the time this is kind of a hit and run attack that, you know, you you might suspect who's involved, but you can't prove it. 
This is it, and that's why I suppose it is important for the farmer if he does see the dog to try and catch the dog because then it can be, you know, held accountable, um, and the, the owner can be traced if that's what needs to be done. Um, but yes, as you say, often the farmer just comes to the devastation that's left behind, and the dog has probably gone back home. And there's very little farmers can do really to protect themselves from it, isn't there? No, I mean, lots of farmers at lambing time will have the sheep closer to the house. You know, generally there'll be more people around at home, and they'll have it as well fenced. Some par- some farmers bring their sheep into lamb, others lamb outdoors. So they do as much as possible, but unless these dogs are controlled, unfortunately, the farmers and the flock are, are the victims. Is it possible, Katrina, to um, discern what could be either, you know, if you come across an attack, how do you know if it's a dog or a fox? Is there a way of kind of recognising? Um, I suppose foxes by their nature are kind of, they're a shy creature. If They'll take a lamb, they'll take a weaker animal. Um, it's very unlikely that any fox is going to have the physical strength to do what a dog will do. Yeah, so slaughter, um, we'll say, really, exactly. for want of a better word, yeah. And you will say, see in dog attacks as well, you know, they're not eating, they're not killing the sheep for food. They are doing it for sport. They get into a kind of a frenzy. They go into that mentality of, of a wild dog almost and, and they just lose the run of themselves. Mm. And that's why people will, you know, dog owners will often say, oh, my dog would never do that. In actual fact, if the dog switches into this mentality, it's a different type of dog to the one that it is at home. And yeah. um, so it would be very obvious, I think, the difference between a fox, which might be taking a lamb or two, but dogs, when it's a dog attack, it's very, very obvious. It's a brutal assault. Okay, Katrina, thanks for talking to us this morning. Farmers Journal, of course, available uh, in all news agents and uh, main supermarkets at the moment. Thanks for talking to us Thank again you. this week. All the best. Thanks, Katrina. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.